You are listening to a Hippily Horror Stories Patreon bonus preview. If you like what you're hearing, stick around to the end to find out how you can get more. Hey guys, welcome to episode 1441 of Hillbilly Shorts. Hey guys. Tracy, I've actually been wanting to do this for a long time on here, and I don't know why it took me so long, but I ran across a YouTube video earlier that had to do with this, so I looked some of them up. Mm -hmm. And actually, the ones on the YouTube video, if I can remember some of them, I'll do too, because they're not all on here. But it's origins of expressions that people use because sometimes you just don't know where that come from Mm -hmm. you know why do we still use that like for example this i don't know if this is on here or not because i didn't look at this one but in the video i was watching earlier have you turned you know you heard the term when people get arrested or something hey they're bringing out the paddy wagon yeah actually that's kind of a derogatory term oh is it it had to do back when in the united states when the uh, the big Irish immigration was happening back in the 1800s. And it was automatically assumed that the Irish immigrants were going to be a lot of criminals and trouble starters. So they would bring out, literally, uh, in the Irish parts of town, they would bring out a wagon and literally load up anybody that was starting trouble and turn it off. And the word Paddy stood for Irish. <laughs> so when they said paddy wagon, even though today it kind of stands for any kind of uh, uh, criminals or troubles or any any type of vehicle that they would put prisoners in uh-huh. or people they're arresting, it's just called a paddy wagon. But it originally had to do with the assumption that the Irish immigrants were going to be more troublemakers than not. Well, interesting. So, be, so yeah, so little things like that. Mm-hmm. I had no idea. Uh-huh. Peanut gallery was kind of the same thing. Mm-hmm. It was used back in the uh, 1800s in some plays over in Great Britain. But peanut gallery was actually uh, people that um, near dwellers, we would say, that people would frown upon and uh, their opinions didn't seem to matter, which is why they say, you know, no, no comments from the peanut gallery. Okay. But it actually was a kind of a negative a really negative term back then as well. So let's do, let's do a couple more. Uh, let's see. This is one that you might can figure out. Where did the term bite the bullet come from? Bite the bullet? Yeah. You've heard somebody, well, I'm just going to bite the bullet. Mm-hmm. Do you know where that came from? It'll make sense. If you don't know, when you hear it, You'll it'll make sense. No, go ahead. In the olden days when doctors were short on anesthesia. Oh, or time uh, on uh, or times during the uh, battles, they would ask the patient to bite down on a bullet to distract from the pain. Because that way, when they broke their tooth off, they oh, would yeah. have that pain instead. <laughs> the first recorded use of the phrase was 1891 in "The Light That Failed," which I think is a uh, a, a book. Okay. What about "Break the Ice"? Mm-hmm. I've heard that, of course. Back when road transportation was not developed, ships would be the only transportation and the only means of trade. At the times, ships would get stuck during the winter because of ice formation. The receiving country would then send out small ships to break the ice to clear the way for trade ships. The gesture showed affiliation and understanding between two territories. So when people use that phrase like when two people don't really know each other and they make small talk to mm-hmm. break the ice. It's symbolic of what would happen years before in the uh, the trade ships. Well, I'll be dang. So that's where break the ice came from. What about buttering someone up? Mm-hmm. 
This was a customary religious act in ancient India. The devout would throw butter balls at the statues of their gods to seek favor and forgiveness. So when you hear somebody say, oh, they're just trying to butter you up, that usually means kissing their butt or whatever. Because in India, at one point in time, they would throw butter at the gods to seek their favor. (laughs) Wow. So they technically really were buttering up the statues (laughs) and stuff. (laughs) Cat got your tongue. Yep. The English Navy used to use a whip called cattle nine tails for flogging, which we've seen those. That's the whips that have like three or four or five different strands on it. and They've got like little barbs on them. Yeah. So when they hit. It hurts. Yeah, yeah, it hurts and it also does damage. The pain was so severe that it caused the victim to stay quiet for long periods of time. Another possible source could be from ancient Egypt, where liars and blasphemers' tongues were cut out and fed to cats. Ooh. What a treat for the cats. Ooh. That does not sound like a fun deal. What about mad as a hatter? <laughs> No, you didn't already know this one because it didn't originate from Lewis Carroll's Alice in Wonderland. It originates from the 17th and 18th centuries, well before Lewis Carroll's book was published. The 17th century France poisoning occurred among the makers who used mercury for the hat felt. The Mad Hatter disease was marked by shyness, irritability, and tremors that would make a person appear mad. Oh, dang. How that's so interesting. Well, another one that I'd heard from that uh, video that we uh, haven't covered is, of course, we all heard the Green Day song, Basket Case. Mm-hmm. And you've heard to somebody that might not be uh, sane yeah. as a basket case. Mm-hmm. It went back to, I think it was World War One in England, to where some of the, this is actually kind of really tragic, but some of the people on the uh, fields of war might have been involved uh, in explosions where they lost body parts, arms, legs, and they had to be carried around in baskets. Oh, wow. And that's where it originally came from, and eventually it morphed to being termed to anybody that had uh, any kind of issues mentally as well, but that's how the term basket case originally got solved. So, Would have never thought that. All right. So we're going to finish uh, on that one today, and then uh, we'll be back tomorrow. We'll cover some more. Sounds good. Hey, guys. Welcome to episode 1442 of Hillbilly Shorts. What's up, guys? So we covered uh, some phrases and where they came from yesterday, and I've got a few more to finish up with for this week. We're going to jump back into barking up the wrong tree. <laughs> Obviously, this is when somebody's you know making a false allegation or, or what have you. This refers to hunting dogs that may have chased their prey up a tree. The dog barks, assuming that the prey is still in the tree, and sometimes the prey has moved on to another tree without the dog realizing. <laughs> well, this is that kind of went without saying. Well, yeah. One. What about turn to blind eye? The British naval hero, Admiral Horatio Nelson, had one blind eye. Once, when the British forces uh, forces signaled for him to stop attacking a fleet of Danish ships, he held up a telescope to his blind eye and said, I do not see the signal. He attacked nevertheless and was victorious. (laughs) So, 
That one's kind of funny. Uh -huh. So turn a blind eye. Yeah. He, because he was a, uh, quite the prankster. He was that. In wartime. Bury the hatchet. This came from Lizzie Borden. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing about that sounds good at all. <laughs> well, you wouldn't think burying the hatchet would be a, a, a way of... Saying I'm sorry. Say, saying make peace or whatever yeah. anyway. This one actually dates back to the early times in North America when the Puritans were in conflict with the Native Americans. When negotiating peace, the Native Americans would bury all of their hatchets, knives, clubs, and tomahawks, and weapons were literally buried that uh, that way they were made inaccessible. That makes more sense when they put it like it that. It sure does. And a, probably a lot of relieved people. What about caught red-handed? Obviously, that means... Uh, I forget that sometimes some of these things may not be known by everybody, but mm -hmm. caught red-handed means basically you caught in a, caught with your hand in the cookie jar, caught uh, with your pants down. All those kind of mean the same, same thing. thing. Mm -hmm. You're caught in the act. This originates from an old English law that ordered any persons to be punished for butchering an animal that wasn't his own. The only way the person could be convicted is if he was caught with the animal's blood still on his hands. Oh, so that's the caught red-handed. I would never have thought that. So if you're quick to take a bath or a shower or rinse off, then you're not going to get caught You're good to go. Yeah. <laughs> I would probably just carry a, a a bucket of water or something with me if I was going to do that. Wet wipes. Yeah. Something. Yeah, I don't know how accessible wet wipes were back then, but <laughs> here's a good one. I've actually heard this one before, but this one actually is is a, a favorite of mine. Don't throw the baby out with the bath water. Mm-hmm. And that just basically means don't get rid of valuable things along with unnecessary things. You're not going to believe this, Tracy, but in the early 1500s, people only bathed once a year. That's disgusting. Not only that, but they also bathed in the same water without changing it. And that's gross. The adult males would bathe first, then the females, leaving the children and the babies to go last. By the time the babies got in, the water was clouded with filth. Ugh. The poor mothers had to take extra care that their babies were not thrown out with the bath water because the water was so cloudy they may not see them. Oh. I mean, were the babies like completely underwater? Were you no head sticking out? I don't or? even see how there's any water left after everybody's been in and out of the tub. Well, that's true. But I mean, where's it going to go? They're I don't just... know, but that's just so disgusting. <laughs> Just think you were a baby. You were like an infant, like two months old, and you got your bath, your first bath. And the next time you got one, you're like 14 months old. How many people has already peed in the water? And I don't think most people would pee in the water knowing they had to share the water. Hell, why not? Um, they I'm, might have to keep the water warm somehow. Oh, my God. Right? What about this one? Giving somebody the cold shoulder means kind of being uh, unwelcoming to them, freezing them out. In medieval England, it was customary to give a guest a cold piece of meat from the shoulder of mutton, pork, or a beef chop when the host felt that it was time for the guest to leave. This was a polite way to communicate, you may leave now. That so, is so bizarre. So, yeah, you're just sitting around, you're, you're having entertainment, you're enjoying each other's company, and then all of a sudden somebody just walks up and hands you a pork chop. Yeah, here's a slab of meat, now yeah, get out. Yeah, get the hell out. I wonder if you got. I wonder if you got to take the meat with you. What? <laughs> well, I mean, come on, that'd be kind of rude to give you a piece of meat and then take it back as you're walking out the door. 
I mean, you want to fry up the pork chop or something to give it to me? I'll gladly leave. That's a that's a fair parting gift. Oh my goodness. I mean, who decides? I don't know, but there had to be easier ways. Just like, okay, yeah. I'm tired. I'm going to bed. Go to go home. Yeah, and you quit know, giving you, up, quit giving you, up the your yawn, meat. the ever popular. Oh, oh yeah. well. Oh well. Oh, yeah. yeah it's, oh. Getting, it's getting that time. Mm-hmm. Why would you give your meat up? I don't know. We'll end with this one. Rub the wrong way. Which is obviously you kind of annoy somebody or you've rubbed them the wrong way. Early Americans during colonial times would ask their servants to rub their oak floorboards the right way. The wrong way, not wiping them down with dry fabric after wet fabric, would cause streaks to form and it would ruin it, leaving the homeowner annoyed. Alternatively, it would have derived from rubbing a cat's fur the wrong way, which annoys them. So you got two different ways. It's all had to do with how you took care of the floors, floorboards, or how you rub a cat. <laughs> Fred, Freddie don't seem to get annoyed if you rub no. them. No. That's weird. Let's do one more because it's short. Letting your hair down, obviously to relax, to kind of put yourself at ease. In public, the aristocratic woman of medieval times were obligated to appear in elegant hairdos that were usually pulled up. The only time they would let their hair down was when they came home and relaxed. So, That, that ponytail, man, it can make your head hurt. <laughs> for real. All right, guys, that wraps it up for this week. Thank you so much for everything you do for us. We appreciate it. We love you guys. Hey, guys, if you like what you just heard, we do six of those small bonus episodes every single week. We also do two full-length bonus episodes every month. We do a listener stories episode and then a story that's just like the ones you would typically hear on the regular feed. If you're interested in supporting us on Patreon, just go to patreon.com and look up Hillbilly Horror Stories or go to hillbillyhorrorstories.com and there's a direct link right there. Thank you guys so much for what you do for us.